Yes, hello, folks. Welcome to the weekly matches. Not sure, but we've been all over the place with Kim's all over the place, so it hasn't quite been weekly. It's been all over the place, but nonetheless, we're on the hot on the heels of this Strina win against Aston Villa. Um, I've done this podcast quite a lot over the last few years. I can't honestly remember a time when I've done it where I've been so happy with Manchester United as I am right now. I know we've had contrast where when Solskjaer first came in, Callum, uh, by the way, sorry, I didn't introduce you there. I'm doing this with Callum here. But um, forgive my excitement. But I know we did, when Solskjaer first came in, it was extremely exciting. We'd seen a complete contrast of what we'd seen under Mourinho. Um, but you still knew in the back of your head, there's a new manager bounce here, right? At some point, reality will, will kick in. And reality did kick in. After Burnley, United lost four and seven. They looked disjointed, they looked a mess, and even the games that they were winning, uh, they were scraping by, there was no shape to the team, there was no identity. The players in the middle of the park weren't good enough. There was very little to cling to. No one knew if the Bruno Fernandes deal would come off, so you were hoping it would. Bruno Fernandes, Pogba, Mason Greenwood, my God, Mason Greenwood's son. I mean, if you don't get excited by this Manchester United team, don't get excited by the, by the way this team is playing, then you should be doing something else. The first team in Premier League history to win four games in a row by three goals more. The way, just let me finish on this, mate. Manchester United have their swagger back, they have their confidence back, they have their aura back, the sleeping giant is awakening, and this is what Manchester United should look like. How many top clubs in the world front three or two players from their academy at the very highest level? This club is for the first time since Ferguson left, is filling me with joy and confidence that we're seeing a Manchester United team is starting to put the fear of God into our rivals. What a day. What a day indeed, Phil. It's been... You, 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 you summed it up perfectly there in your intro for me. Um, how, how often over the last few years on the show, as, as everyone knows, I'm a fan of the show to be involved in. It's great. And having listened to the show for years, I've, I've actually felt sorry for you and Martin at times because what you talk about in the, sh- the show is dictated to by the performances on the park and with the, the end of the Mourinho era, it was tough. Solskjaer's start when he was in interim charge was incredible. Then it tailed off a wee bit, but as you've said, since January, the arrival of Fernandez has rejuvenated not just the midfield, but the whole starting 11 and let's be honest, the whole club. And Solskjaer deserves credit for that. He deserves credit for Having faith in Mason Greenwood, we'd all heard about how good a player Mason Greenwood was and the potential that he had. But it's one thing praising the potential of a player and it's another thing giving him that opportunity, which he rightly has done. The boy is just so exciting. He's a player who uh, you just look at him and you think to yourself, you're 18, what are you going to be like when you're 21, 23, 25? You, the mind wanders and you just think, what, what could you be? And one of the stats that really interests me is the with the goals tonight, it's the first time United have had 20 different goal scorers since 2012-13, which obviously, as we know, was Sir Alex's last season. And that's what a Manchester United team should be. A United team should have goals from all over the park, should have danger from midfield, danger from the wide areas, and danger up front. For a few, few seasons, the and God bless Lukaku, he tried his best when he was at the club and he did score goals, but at times you always felt as if 
if the striker doesn't score, we're going to be under the course here and the striker's going to be the person in the headlines for, for firing another blank. Whereas you look at that team now and you've got Pogba tonight scoring on the, on the score sheet. Fernandez scoring another goal. Clinical from the penalty spot. People talk about Matthew Letissi in terms of being the master of penalties. I don't think I've seen anyone quite as cool, calm and collected as Bruno Fernandez in a long time. Martial, you've seen him going off tonight. He looked disappointed to be going off. And over here in the UK, Gary Neville said in commentary, that's a good sign because he just looks so desperate to get a goal. And having that rejuvenated Martial, Rashford, Greenwood, Matic, we need to talk about. He's been sensational since he came back. An absolute joy to watch. And, and you just think to yourself, a few months ago, people were saying, oh, it's going to be really tough for United to get top four. So Shire and that squad have put us in a place where it looks as if it's going to happen. And crucially, as we've discussed before, off-air and on, Phil, the club needs to back him in the summer to make sure that it's not just a case of getting top four and being happy, but getting top four and continuing to build because the potential of that front lineup, the midfield, is just absolutely frightening. You know, it looked like a Ferrari who finally found someone who knows how to drive it. <laughs> uh, it looks like it's parent, and it looks like someone that, like I said, the sleeping giant has awoken, and everyone now will be looking over their shoulder at Manchester United and going, What's coming? Uh, and I'll tell you something. There's lots of things to be po- positive about with Solskjaer. He's had a lot of questions asked. I've asked some of them myself. Uh, open up, I've been, been open enough to admit that he was quite fortunate to get the job. He certainly was. He didn't get it on pedigree or anything else. But after, like we said, the Bernie came, Callum, it was hard to defend Solskjaer. It was hard to defend and, and really justify him continuing in the position. And I think United themselves were starting to lose confidence. What he has done since then, to change the working environment at the football club to a football team that plays with a smile on their face, a football team that this Manchester United team resembles the great United teams that we've watched in the past. Yes, I know they haven't won anything yet. But when we think of the, the Treble 99 team, or when we think of some Matt Busby teams, and when we think of the way they played, they played football with a swagger, they played football with a smell and a phrase, they attacked teams, they didn't do what we saw in the Spurs-Bournemouth game. We didn't stuff, uh, suffocate games, we didn't sit back and hope to make a goal, we didn't sit, play with no courage, we didn't have a manager that came out that's consistently cynical, that takes none of the blame when things go wrong, but takes all the credit when things go right, who blames referees, who's conspiracy theories, who's got then singling out his players for criticism. All the stuff that I now see as a, a soldier that everything he says in the media, I'm going, he's getting, he's, I mean, this is exactly what I want from Manchester United manager. And one of the things we've also seen in recent weeks is there's a skull to to Solskjaer that people have accused him in the past of being too soft. Not now. You look at Solskjaer now and you're going, wait a minute. We've seen a lot over the last six months and he is inputting standards at the football club off the pitch that's saying, you're a Manchester United player. These are the standards that existed when I was here as a player. And, you know, one of the things that I, I also want to give him immense credit for is the tactical diversity of Manchester United. Um, on, when, in the start of the season, if you break the season up into a couple of segments, the first, se- first half of the season, um, he was let down, let's be honest, because what happened the first half of the season was entirely predictable. By not buying midfielders, United were threadbare. And the big problem at the start of the season was midfielders. Simple as that, right? 
They didn't have the quality in midfield to cut teams open. So therefore, they became a counter-attacking team. Teams worked them out early, sat deep against them, and knew if you sat in against you that they didn't have a quality in the centre of midfield to cut you open. So they were one demands now. Uh, and, and of course, then the injury to Pogba, you know, it gambled and it all went wrong. They had the same Fernandez. They should have seen them six months before that. We know that. We'd be talking about a whole different situation if they had have signed him six months before that. But he's here now. And we talk about the impact of a player that's coming in from Portugal, that he is worth every penny. I mean, he's a snip, let's be honest. Right? You see Juventus paying 73 million for Arthur. Look what you need to pay for, 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 for Fernandez. And Fernandez is a better player than Arthur. Good player, but not... not. And when people say he, that, that you need to have had a player that's come in middle of the season to have an impact like that since Cantona. He also reminds me an awful lot of Cantona when he's taking those penalties. The composure, the quality, fantastic. Look, they were lucky to get a penalty. No question, they didn't start the game well. But in another way, that's encouraging because they're winning games in different ways. Against Spurs, against Bournemouth, they've both gone behind. They've come back into those games. They didn't panic. They got back into those games. So they're being asked different questions each week and come up with different answers. Amazing Greenwood, listen, Solskjaer during that whole uh, coronavirus has handled it and the football club has handled it impeccably, Absolutely. right? And it's preparation for United to come back. They've hit the ground running. As we've just said, first team in history, Premier League history, to win four games by, in a row by three goals or more. And, um, the way they've come back from the start of that was magnificent. Um, probably should have won against Spurs. Uh, they've now put themselves in contention for a top four finish and possibly two, two uh, cups. They're in two cup competitions. Why not? Who's going to want to play Manchester United right now? When I look at what's left in that FA Cup, and you don't want to get ahead of yourself. Look, they could lose next week, of course. But I am much more confident than at any other time in this Manchester United team that they can win games of football. And they're, now you're going to have teams coming up against United and you're already seeing it. And this is the first time I've seen teams do it against United for a long, long time. That are now picking a team that are worried about United's strengths rather than going out and attacking their weaknesses. You now see teams sit, lining up and saying, okay, we have to be really worried of that front three. That front three against City's back four, I mean, that, 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 United, that front three could tear City's back four apart. And City are brilliant on the ball, but there's just so many things to be positive about. Um, and... Um, Solskjaer, if Solskjaer gets United in the top four, let's say he wins two trophies, gets in the top four. You can, you have to say that Solskjaer is up there. He, he deserves credit for being an exceptional manager, in my opinion. Because, yes, trophies are a metric of success. But what he's done at this massive football club that Van Hal couldn't do, that Mourinho couldn't do, that Moyes couldn't do, he's done it around. He's brought in every player that he's brought in he's, has been a success. And I don't just mean the signings, I mean the players that he's brought on the team. They've all been a success. He set a standard for everybody that says, if you don't meet this, you go. Uh, he, uh, Callum, he said something there, I'll shut up for a second, but he said something there uh, before this game that says, if you don't have the discipline to stay fit in the two, three months during this coronavirus and be ready, then I'll find somewhere else for you to go. Which in paraphrasements is more or less. That is just magnificent. That's exactly what this football club is. And look at the smile on Paul Pogba's face. Look at the smile on his face. Absolutely. And, and in, in terms of Paul, I was guilty a few weeks ago of basically portraying lazy tabloid stories about Paul looking for a new contract and 
for, for financial reasons. Now, I have to go on the record, and when you make a, a daft comment, it's important to go on the record and address it. A stupid comment, and Paul's proved me wrong, and I'm glad that he's proved me wrong. This is a quote from Paul the other day. From, from behind, I just enjoy playing. I'm enjoying watching Bruno, Rashford, Martial and Mason, who have all played in, uh, well and are scoring goals. You just keep applauding. It's beautiful. They make me enjoy football every time we step on the field together. That is a quote, not from a man who's cynically wanting a contract. And I'm going to go on the record and say that comment I made a few weeks ago, a stupid comment. I'm embarrassed by the comment. And I want to just apologise to Paul um, because he has come back into this team. He is playing well. He is putting a smile on not just his teammates' faces, but Manchester United's fans' faces, myself included. I got it wrong with him. I got it wrong. And I'm happy to say that because... When he came back, a lot of people are saying, as I've just alluded to there, lazy tabloid stereotypes of, he's just going to turn up for a while and then look to go. I actually think now, with the likes of Fernandez, Greenwood, Martial, mm -hmm. Rashford in front of him, you've got yeah. Matic offering the protection behind. Why would he want to go? And this is a thing as well. When he's contributing to that and he can see progress on the field, this should only be the start, as I've alluded to, and you have earlier, Phil. If, if, if we can get top four this season, which we should in the position we're in now with the run-in, mm -hmm. we need to build on that because with Paul Pogba saying those things, performing in the park, not just him, the team as a whole, it can only go onwards and upwards and it's important that the board back Solskjaer to do that. With the quote that you gave, gave there, he is showing a ruthless streak which lots of people had said, oh, he's too soft, he's only got the job because he's the next player. Right, sure, when he got the interim period, yes, being a Manchester United legend, let's be honest, was beneficial to him. But what he's produced since January and what he's produced this season, as you've rightly said, in terms of if he finishes top four and wins one, if not two of those cups, that's, just, that's just an exceptional season, considering where United were under Tottenham's manager, who, as you said tonight, I mean, I look, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I looked at Tottenham versus Bournemouth tonight before United played, and I just thought, remember when, when that was United, and I thought... I'm just so glad we've got a breath of fresh air and the manager that gets the club, gets the culture and the players are, are, are building week on week in, week out because you look at Tottenham and you go, thank goodness that's not us anymore. We've escaped that cloud of them. I want to say something here. If Solskjaer was in charge of Tottenham, they win that game. I mean, you look at Tottenham's front three. I'm not going to spend this podcast talking about Tottenham, but um, that's an exceptional front three, right? I mean, Son is magnificent, right? Harry Kane, magnificent, right? Um, you know, Bergwijn or whoever starts on the right for them. Um, these are very, very good players. Uh, what he's got in midfield, a very, very good midfield. You'd argue centre-back, okay, not great. Defensively, not great. Oyer, I don't rate. But that's a team that's so scary. We, we, we'll be playing in a whole different way. And I'm sure if you're Spurs, you're looking at this, looking at what Manchester fans are saying and being really concerned. Not our concern anymore, but watching it, Callum, it's sort of like watching yourself, it's sort of like watching an old video of yourself back at a time when you're manically depressed, where you just see so much darkness and, and negativity and you're like, I'm just so glad I'm out of that. So when I look at Solskjaer, you know, lots of people could have said Solskjaer for supposed tactical um, naivety or whatever. But if you remember, when he was a player, Ferguson used to credit him a lot for, for things like when he was on the bench, um, he would analyze games for almost from a tactical perspective. And Ferguson would often say, I knew he was going to go on to be a coach because of the way he would sit on the bench, 
not just talk to his mates and sort of zone out. He would watch the game, see weaknesses, come in and score um, and, and often make an impact. That brain is what we see today. And so Solskjaer had a f- coaching brain, a football brain. You look at that Man United team, that's exceptionally well coached. The rhythm they have, right? It's the first time United have picked a consistent 11, four times in a row since 2006, which again, that just speaks to the fact that Solskjaer now knows what the strongest 11 is, but he also knows how to keep them fit. United have had a notorious issue with keeping players fit. Absolutely. He's got their fitness right, right? Their confidence right. The way they play football is a privilege to watch that corner, right? Fernandez, the Pogba, bang in the corner. And the smile on Pogba's face, you could, <laughs> I mean, mate, I sat there watching it and you couldn't beat the smile off my face. And I'm thinking, I don't care if Paul Pogba uploads videos to Instagram of him stripping, right? When you play like that, you could do whatever you want, right? I don't care if he's got a stripper pool in a house dancing. I don't care. That is the only thing that matters to me, right? When you're not playing well, when football's when they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing, when they're not playing, look, for whatever reason, then that irritates me. But when you play well, and we've often said this, it doesn't matter. When, you, when you're winning games and you're playing well, you can get away with almost anything, right? Um, because that's your primary responsibility. Once Paul Pogba fulfills his primary responsibility as being a, a, a fully committed footballer man, I don't care what he does, right? Um, but I'll tell you something, Calm. It is magnificent to see him play. They see this Pogba. Absolutely, and definitely. Manager, memories are short. Personally, what's gone before is gone before. Do I want to see Paul Pogba stay at Manchester United? A hundred percent. One hundred percent. And in Pogba's defence, you know, uh, this is the best midfield three he's played in. And some of the things that have been he's been criticised for in the past, um, such as. You know, not having discipline in his game, not having positional discipline. The discipline he's put in his game the last couple of games has been superb. He is just a fantastic footballer, technically perfect, right? He is physically, uh, he's such a strong, imposing lad. He is, he's got everything, right? And um, I remember saying something before. To me, this Paul Pop was one of the best midfielders in the world. No question about it. Very, very few players I pick ahead of him. Um, and I want to see him stay. I want to see him and Bruno Fernandes leading at his midfield for, for the next three, four years. Um, they're both similar in age, 25, 27. They could be leading at his midfield for the next four or five years easily. Very, very exciting. That's the best I've seen Manchester United. And yes, I know they finished second under Mourinho. I know they've had runs of form before. But this is 17 games unbeaten, right? And there's goals from all over the pitch. They're so exciting to watch. They really just they didn't start well tonight, but let's be honest, they should have won tonight by five or six. Right? Hit the bar. Luke Shaw probably had one of his best games. Um, Rashford, you know, um, I think um, probably could have had a couple. But there's, there's just so much to be positive about. And, um, you know, when you look at it, since the News 18 games are unbeaten, that's the best form of anyone in the league. So since Solskjaer got Bruno Fernandes, right, if you break that season up into two segments, say pre-Bruno pre, uh, uh, pre Fernandes and after Bruno Fernandes, post-Bruno Fernandes, you are talking about a team that could challenge for the title. We're a couple of players away. We're not perfect. You know, we'll lose games. Um, and I still stand by my point. Mason Greenwood, who is just a sensational talent, he will have dips in his game. That's just natural. There's no human being 
unless you're a Ronaldo or a Messi, who is sensational every week. Mason Greenwood is the best young talent I've seen come through at Manchester United, maybe since Ryan Giggs. Right? Just truly sensational. He's explosive. His feet, his, his finishing, he always hits a target. You know, when you watch United, remember when United played PSD last year and Bappe, and Bappe scored the life out of me, right? Every time he got the ball, he was quick, he was direct, he'd get away from defenders. You knew you either had to foul him or else he was going to cause you a problem. That's what Mason Greenwood is. Scores a life out of opposition players and fans and someone that you're looking at every time he gets the ball. One of my players is getting a yellow card or this guy is going to create a problem. Absolutely, and I have to say, Phil, I do have one slight worry, and that is that if United keep scoring more than three in games going forward, that you're going to be on the strippers' poll, and, and we're all going to be subjected to that, which <laughs> I don't think any of us are ready for. <laughs> but... You're not needing United to go three for that yet, don't worry. <laughs> Fun's getting low here, don't worry about that. I'll have only fans up in about two more weeks, don't worry about that. <laughs> but as you say with Greenwood, um, Paul after the game in the UK, and I'm sure in the US as well, has just said on Greenwood, I will keep pushing him. I know he can do even more. And again, that's what you, that's what United need, not only on the park from Pogba and other senior players, not just him, because it's not right that he gets shouldered with the success or the failure, depending on what happens in a game. It has to be a collective. But that attitude saying that he can do even more, I will keep pushing him, that's what you need. We had Graham Sunis on BTP a few weeks ago and Graham is always saying that to win titles, to have a sustained period of form, you need good senior pros. And that's what a good senior pro would be saying. The likes of a Roy Keane years ago, if a young player comes into the team and has 20 good games, Roy Keane would be the guy to say, look, keep your feet in the ground. You've got to be consistent over two, three and four years before you can then give yourself a pat on the back. And that's the sort of quote for me that is very positive and shows the difference in mentality and the difference in, in attitude. And, and as you've said, it's the most upbeat I've been about, about United in, in, in many years. It's refreshing. What I love is the movement. I love the way that the front three, the front four can interchange in positions naturally and it's not forced. I love the way that Greenwood can be on the right-hand side, then he can go central and swap with Martial and vice versa. They dovetail very well. And it's that movement that harms teams because I always you just think back to playing football as a kid when you played in teams. And if, if the opposition had an attacker or they had a midfielder who was a sort of free roamer, you at times wouldn't know what to do with them. And that's what you can see on defenders' faces when United play now. When Greenwood comes central, and Martial goes right, the centre-half's thinking, who do I follow, who do I not? And it's leading to the amount of times United are getting in behind teams because not only have you got Bruno, but you've got Pogba who can play that forward pass. And Matic, he, what, the difference I notice in Matic, people have talked about his mobility, rightly so, he looks sharper now. But when he gets the ball, he wants to be positive. He doesn't want to get the ball turned around yep. and play it to a fullback. He wants to get the ball, get it forward to one of the attacking players and go again. And again, I know it was I know it's history now, but the five two victory over Bournemouth, do you know what the most pleasing aspect of that game was for me? United didn't settle for five. United wanted six, yes, they wanted they seven. Going. They kept mm -hmm. going and going and going. And again, you look at, at Guardiola City in the last few years, they, they played Burton Albion and they get criticized for putting nine or ten past them. But that's how a top team should do. A top team should be relentless. And with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and the staff that he's got at the club. United will be relentless because, as you've said with the quotes that he's given, the mannerisms that he has, 
He's not going to let that team slide. He's going to demand the best. And if you've got the players like Bruno Fernandes, Juan Bissaka, um, Maguire, guys he's brought in making a positive impact, it can only go in the right direction. And that's why consistently going forward, he needs the backing to continue to improve this squad. Because I think a lot of United fans at times maybe not sceptical, but, but they were maybe a bit worried for the long term going. There's the links with Pochettino, as we all know. You look at that now, and there's no links to Pochettino. There's no links to anyone else. I think pretty much most United fans are looking at this team and looking at this manager and saying, we've got the right man, and we're going in the right direction. Look, I've always said that whenever you need to get to a point, when they get to a summer where they really only need two or three players tops, that's when you know that United are well on their way. Every summer we've been talking about four or five. You need to need four or five, half a team, right? But we're not saying that anymore. We've been saying this for a while. Once they get to the point where you're saying, look, the core of the team is settled, all we're really needing is one or two, maybe three tops, um, where um, then you know that for the first time since Ferguson has left the football club, there's a very solid base to build on and you're just putting the finishing touches. You don't need to overhaul the squad. So when I look at Bruno Fernandes scored his seventh goal since coming to the club, it's just incredible. And I don't care if they're from the penalty spot or not because it's just impossible not to think what would have happened if you had to send him six months before. Think about how many points you needed threw away early in the season from missing penalties. Right? Think about where we would be. It's just very difficult... If Fernandez is in at the start of the season, he needed to throw so many points away early on from missing penalties in games, right? And you would have had a much maybe maybe we wouldn't Pogba wouldn't have picked up the injury against Rochdale in the cup because he wasn't the player, right? Where he didn't need to play, you know. So it just there's just so many temptations to look at and think if only. So this is where United must learn a lesson and say, look. This should have been done six months before. We cannot make this mistake this summer. We need to get whatever Solskjaer identifies as his needs. He's done enough in the market to be trusted. If he says he wants a hundred million pound winger, go get him a hundred million pound winger. Because he's done enough to be trusted with that money to say, look, uh, he's done Harry Maguire was a solid sign if you needed. Juan Bissaka was worth is worth every penny, no question. Bruno Fernandez, worth every penny, right? You know, do you go through the sentence that <clears throat> all he has made? They're all worth, Daniel James has been worth it too. Um, but I, I look at that and I think, you know, he, has, he he's earned the trust of Edward Burt, surely. And I wonder if you're Jude Bellingham, you look at that and think, well, if I haven't signed that contract yet, maybe maybe I, I want to go to Manchester United. Because if I look at, the, the, if you look at, if you're going to be overcritical and you say, look, there's a couple of positions United are still weak in if they if they picked up injuries. Jude Bellingham should be looking at this Manchester United team saying, I would play 35 games our next season, right? 30, 35 games across all competitions. If you're 17, you're playing 30, 35 games. That's my, that, that, that is unbelievable for a club the size of Manchester United. And this is where he could make such a massive impact at this football club that he... I mean, he could be at 19, 20, one of the top young players in the world, and you get an opportunity to play for his football club, playing for this manager who's improved everybody and who's a, a club that has a history of playing young players and trusting young players in big games. 
I, I, I get the lure of Dortmund, but I just think if he looks at that and thinks, you, won't, you don't get these opportunities too often. I, 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 it, I would rather have him than Jack Grealish. I watched that Jack Grealish tonight. Good player, but he's not good enough for Manchester United. Right? When we talk about the standards of Solskjaer's nice setting, Jack Grealish is not good enough to come in to be... First of all, he doesn't start. Right? He sits on the bench. So to get Jack Grealish, you're going to pay 50, 60 million plus quite a big wage in wages. This is where I think I'd rather have Jude Bellingham. I'd rather have a 17-year-old on the bench with enormous potential who can come in and play really well in games, grow into that position and become a United player you know, week in, week out in a couple of years from now. Rather than Jack Grealish, who's at the best, who's at the peak of his career right now, where you're, this may be the best Jack Grealish you see. This is as good as it gets for Jack Grealish. And there's still, Graham Sooners brings up a very, very good point with him. I was watching him tonight. For a player that's the most tackled in the Premier League, that means he's slow to see things. Now, I accept that the movement in front of him is not great at, at Villa. But in a Manchester United team that's quick, we don't have time for someone to strut about in a ball. We, that ball gets moved quickly. And it's front three. The movement of front three right now is exceptional. I, I just think that a couple of months ago, I would have taken him. Today, I, I'm looking at him saying, I don't want him here. I, want, I, I would rather United went out and send a, an exceptional young talent than, than Jack Grealish. Um, which just is a reflection of the progress that Solskjaer has made. Um, Pogba scores his first goal since April um, 2019, I believe. We're seeing a whole different football player in Paul Pogba as well. Um, there's just so many things to be excited about that um, I, I, I now can't wait to watch United rather than I no longer want to watch United because it's no longer providing things in life that it used to do for me. It's constant negativity. It's, you're almost watching them out of habit. Now you're watching Manchester United again and saying, this is what this football club should look like always. Even if you don't win games, they need to play with courage. They need to play an attacking front foot. They need to play open, expansive football. And that's the type of football club that Manchester United are. That's their identity. It's not the Jose Mourinho identity. The club must back so it's good this summer. Get them the two, three players that he needs and carry on this momentum because that Manchester United there is capable of beating uh, Liverpool easily, right? That Manchester United there is capable of winning the title. All they need is a couple of players that have more depth. There's some young players coming through that I'm excited to see, like the likes like Hannibal Mabry. I'm really, really looking forward to seeing. We're a couple of players away. We could get those players this summer then we could be looking at very easily and we should be expecting a title challenge next season. Definitely. I would concur with that. And Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, I would concur with that. Ole has, again, he's always he's good with the press. He says what he thinks. I'm sure United will mount a title challenge. We'll get back to winning this league. How long that takes is up to everyone at this club. We've come a long way in one season. For me, everything that you've just said there is echoed by Solskjaer. For me, that's a message that says to the, to the ownership and Ed Woodward, Look how far we've come this season. Back me and we'll get even closer or even go to where you want to be next season. I mean, Cam, it's a dream for Manchester United in the sense that if you wanted to pick someone to do this, it would have been Solskjaer, a legend of the football club. He's in control of the club. This is a dream scenario for Manchester United. They, they've stumbled upon a solution. Solskjaer, you, you just, it, it's a fairy tale. You couldn't pick it. If, if you're an Edward Burr of the football club's position, if you're the money man at Manchester United and you want to market this football club, you've been given your dream ticket. 
right? So it's great. And again, as long as United are operating properly as a football club, they're investing properly in the club, they're, they're, they're taking the debt seriously, they're supporting their managers. I don't care if they have 16 uh, kits a season. You don't have to buy them. I don't care how many sponsors they get. It's irrelevant to me. The only time I care is whenever that takes priority over the football. So please back them this summer. I know the, finan- the club's been hit hard financially. I get that, right? But there's a lot been, maybe, maybe, maybe our owners could put a few quid back into the club so that we can spend property this summer, capitalize on a momentum and go catch Liverpool. Because that two weeks ago was one of the most painful things I've had to endure as a United fan. I don't want to go through that again. And I don't want this coming back with egg on our face um, four or five weeks from now we need to fall apart. Or because Liverpool fans are desperate for that to happen. Give him what he needs. He's earned the right to be trusted. And um, <clears throat> I'll tell you something, Callum, I've said this before. If what we've seen from, this, from, from January was being done by someone like Pep Guardiola, we'd be getting this shoved down our throat every week about how magnificent Pep Guardiola is. Just remember what Solskjaer has done at this football club, how much he's turned it around, where it was at under Mourinho at the end, where it was at under Solskjaer in, December, in January. Take a look at where it's at right now. This is a Manchester United that I'm, I think is capable of winning that Europa League, that nobody's going to want to play. And this is a Manchester United that, for me, is the most convincing Manchester United I've seen since Ferguson's league, team, league, league winning team. I agree in the sense that the momentum is clearly building. The positivity around the club is clearly building. On and off the pitch, we echoed earlier on that mm-hmm. the ownership, Ed Woodward, um, the directors have done a great job ensuring that employees, casual staff, etc. Yeah, are paid absolutely. during this crisis. They've looked after their employees very well. Um, mm-hmm. The club have come back flying out the traps, building this momentum. They've maintained it. 18 games unbeaten for any team, whether your Sunday League or Premier League is an incredible achievement. Mm-hmm. And and, and, and that speaks volumes of to, as to why he needs to be backed. The owners have been criticised over the years. We spoke to Kieran Maguire um, a few weeks ago about dividends, mm-hmm. etc., that have been taken out of the club. If, if anything from the ownership structure lis- is listening, now's the time to really give back. We're not asking you to, to, to have £500 million and try and buy every single big name in world of football. What we're asking is give the man what he needs because he's a realistic guy. I think, as we've said, two or three players is what he will be targeting. He's not going to go with a King's Ransom and say, give me seven players this summer. He knows what he needs. He knows what he wants, and it's time to trust him. He's earned that trust, and you can see a path to success now, and it's important that we don't take that. the, the We don't stop and start backtracking. It's important we go forward. And with the players that we've got, with the management team we've got, with the atmosphere that's building around the club, not only on the pitch, off the pitch with the fans, it needs to happen. Because as you've said, the Liverpool fans, the City fans, the Chelsea fans, the Arsenal fans, the Spurs fans, they're all waiting for United to slip. They're all waiting for it to, ah, I'll get to the summer and they'll watch another transfer window and they'll be back to where they were. This is a time to prove that United as a club are serious about competing on the football field. We all know we can, we can compete and on the commercial side, king of that table, but it's important we get back to being the king of the football table, at least in England, first of all, before then challenging in Europe. Because as I've said on the record many times, I am sick to death of teams qualifying for the Champions League and then not having the intention to challenge and try and win it. You need to get into these competitions with the aim of competing, getting into yes. them for the sake of being in them. 
that's when you become the likes of a Batty Borisov, a Feyenoord. Good, good on them for getting there, but you shouldn't be shopping in that basket. You should, at a club like United, you qualify for these competitions and you build a squad to try and compete. As Ferguson would tell you, he won the Champions League twice in his time at the club. He'll know that he should have won more. He said that on record. You can't win the Champions League every year. It's a cup competition. But with a club like United, with a budget, with the stature of the club, with the quality of players you've got in the park, sure as hell you should be competing. It's so exciting, Callum. Um, and it, if Solskjaer continues to do this, the only people that are on trial this summer will be the United as a football club, as the board. The questions will be asked of them. Okay, the, we've got the football side right. We've got the coaching side right. Now, you do your job. Give Solskjaer what he needs. Give him what he asks for. Not third, fourth, fifth choice players. Not players, if he asks for a right back, you get him a right winger. Get him the players that he wants. Operate like a football club and make sure he's supported properly because <clears throat> this is the best we've seen from Manchester United. And you, if you, you, you support Solskjaer United or a team that goes on to win the league, look, or European Cup under Solskjaer, the financial dividends for the owners, I hate to say this, um, uh, from the commercial side will be enormous, right? What a, what a story, what a fairy tale it would be for Manchester United to have employed Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, a guy came from nowhere, right, who's had to take horrendous abuse attempts from people about being a PE teacher, about being Cardiff manager and having his failure Cardiff constantly thrown in his face, to come into the biggest football club in the world, turn this massive ship around and become a team once again to be feared in English football. And look, when you look at United in the front three, that's a front three I want to see. You talked about Lukaku. Not, nothing against Lukaku, but Manchester United should not be playing with an upfront number nine target man. I want to see a front three that interchanges. It's exciting like that. The movement is just magnificent. It's very difficult now to defend against United, especially if you go if they go a goal up against you and you push forward and, and, and leave gaps. They have the quality now to pick you up, pick you apart. And there's times when I'm watching them during this during these games where you're seeing 40, 30, 35, 40 yard passes from the midfield where you're like, oh, this is just magnificent. What a privilege it is to watch this. And then Mason Greenwood, I I just, look, there's certain things that are key to Manchester United's identity. And that is uh, young players coming from the academy. I would rather see a young player come from the academy, break it into United's first team than a new center. I think that is so important for United's identity. Here they have this young kid, Mason Greenwood, who is the envy of world football. Every club in the world would wish they had Mason Greenwood. Andy Mitten wrote a story saying Juventus after him an absolute fortune last season. I don't know if that's true or not. He would know. But um, so exciting to have him here as a United player. It was obvious when you saw him in the under-18s and the under-23s that he was a special talent. Solskjaer deserves immense credit for bleeding him into the team properly, taking him out when he needed to be taken out, putting him back in when he needed to be put back in. This is what I was saying about Sancho, where, look, Greenwood's going to have to experience this a little bit. He's going to be put in, he's going to be taken out, put in, taken out, and then had to do it with Ronaldo. Right? So I know it's easy to look at him right now and say he's going to do this every week. That's not fair to expect that from him. He's going to, he's a human being, he'll have his downs. So it's important you know, have the quality to rotate but what an unbelievable talent. When you're 18, all you want to do is play football. Uh, he's hit form at the right time if he needed. And um, no, it, 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 to see the smiles back on the players' faces, the football club as a whole, 
it's just a wonderful feeling and uh, it's very, very exciting. So much to look forward to between now and the end of the season. And now we've got a live season again. It, 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 back in January, it was like, just get through this. Now we're like, I'm looking forward to the Europa League games. I'm looking forward to the FA Cup semi-final. I'm looking forward to the remainder the last four league games. Make no mistake about it, Calm. This was not. A, this was a tricky game away to Villa. Villa played well against Liverpool away at Liverpool, and we're very, very unlucky to lose that game two 0 um, So uh, very, it was a, an excellent win. And look for United. Nothing's been routine, right? So um, nothing has been routine up until the last couple of months. I hope Villa stay up though. Uh, it's a big football club, and I really do hope they stay up. I, I would agree with that. I would like to see Villa stay up because of their history. Um, but we've said it many times over the years, unfortunately, your name in football can only protect you so much. And unfortunately for Villa, your name and the history of your club doesn't protect you on the park. And it's just not been good enough for them this season. Defensively, they're poor. Um, mm-hmm. Talked about Jack Grealish potentially coming to United. If he does, as you said, he won't start for United. He would have an awful lot to prove. And to be honest with you, I don't see United paying 50 or 60 million quid for a player who's going to sit on the bench, I think. Tell you what, I'd rather have Douglas Louise than Jack Grealish. I'm put it like that. Um, I think there's going to be a number of clubs who be in Fat Boy. He's still a very young player. and it looks very, very good. I like him. He's got a lot of composure on the ball. And would fit United's midfield. I wouldn't be against sending that kid. But uh, maybe we'll go ahead and leave it there. Just a, a quick show. We've got lots of good content coming up. Stay tuned to BTP. Thank you to all of you for the downloads, likes, retweets, and all that there, all the follows. We cannot thank you enough. Um, myself and Cal will be back with more stuff um, in the next few days, I suppose. Uh, I took a few days off last week with it being 4th of July over here in the States. So we're just getting back to it. So thanks for all the likes and all the downloads, everything, folks. I very much appreciate it.